While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. We're going to have, whenever that meeting's over, uh, Adam Bass is going to join us. I understand those meetings do take a while. There's a lot on the agenda. Um, You know, he might not be able to call in this hour. Hopefully before 10 o'clock he'll be able to join us. Um, But, you know, we'll, uh, whenever he can, he'll give us a call. Um, I'm looking forward to bringing back that council post game segment with uh, with with um, now that we have contributors at the the council meetings. So the you know we're talking a lot about more Healy's and Kim Driscoll's visit to UMass Dartmouth, their commitment to climate um you know their 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 commitment to climate action their commitment to the south coast it was their first official visit as governor and lieutenant governor uh anywhere anywhere in the commonwealth from pittsfield to p-town they could have chose anywhere to visit make their first official visit and they chose the south coast which i think is great for us I, i think it's great for the commonwealth too because there's a lot happening here um in terms of economic development for these new and important industries. And if you want to keep talking about that, we got a lot of calls on that uh, in the first hour. We can. Uh, you can give me a call at 508-996-0500, or you can message us on the WBSM app chat. You know, one of the conversations I had started yesterday that uh, I'd like to continue, uh, if if you'll uh, if you'll entertain it, is the another commitment that uh, Governor Healy had made along with one of the leaders in the legislature, Cameron Spilka, the Senate president. And that was to uh, an effort to make community college free for Massachusetts residents. There's a a Barry, uh, Barry Richard, I think think actually has an article. He does actually have an article on WBSM.com about this. Says there's 15 community colleges in Massachusetts. They could one day be free for residents. There are currently two, Disparate proposals, not too disparate, but well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. And I didn't get a chance to ask uh, Governor Healy. I, I will at some point. Um, 
ask her. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to ask Governor Healy uh, specifically about this. It wasn't really on topic. And, you know, everybody's got their questions. But the there are two plans that are proposed right now. More Healy's plan that she proposed for free college, free community college, was for individuals who were 25 and over and currently do not have a college degree to let them enroll for free in a college or university uh, in, a, in a community college. Karen Spilka, who's the Senate president, has uh, she made just uh, I think talked about this on the Senate floor, um, but uh, has a proposal or wants to make a proposal to make community college in general free ev- to free, completely free for uh, in-state residents. She says that will cost about fifty million dollars. That's her estimated cost. Now I've said that I said this yesterday. Some people are probably like only fifty million. I doubt it. Well, here's my thing. It's a $50 billion budget, approximately, um, UMass. It's a $50 billion, I mean, not UMass, Massachusetts. It's a $50 billion budget. Karen Spilka is saying it's going to cost $50 million, right? If she's saying it's going to cost $50 million, she's the president of the Senate, right? It's kind of her thing to do policy. It's kind of her thing to, to get these numbers right, right? So I'm sure if it's more than $50 million, it's not going to be like a billion, right? Or anything really significantly more than 50 million in the grand scheme of things. She believes that we can provide comprehensive coverage for people uh, who want to attend community college. And I obviously prefer that proposal to Governor Healy's. Now, there was a meeting, the first meeting between Governor Healy. Uh, this uh, I was reading at State House News Service, I believe that was today. But there was a meeting between the legislature, um, the leaders in the legislature, Speaker Ron Mariano and President Karen Spilka, along with Lieutenant Governor Driscoll and Governor Healy. Now, there's obviously, those are the Democrats. It's a Democrat-dominated government now. They used to have a Republican there. They don't anymore. There's no real levers of power on Beacon Hill <laughs> um, for... There are no levers of power on Beacon Hill for Republicans anymore. So I think there was some discussion of why weren't Brad Jones, the House Minority Leader for the Republicans, or Bruce Tarr, the senator from Gloucester, the House, uh, the Senate min- min- Minority Leader, who I think is a caucus of three. It used to be seven. It was seven not too long ago. Some people retired, some people left, those seats got vacated. Uh, when those seats vacated, they were filled by Democrats, basically. Democrats ran and uh, won those elections. One of them, actually, one of the Republicans who, who came up short in one of those elections is uh, now a candidate for Ward 3, Jake Ventura. But I think they said, you know, it's just important that we meet with legislative leadership right now. I mean, part of it is, and if we're being frank, is that the Republicans don't really have a say in what's you know, in the outcome of their discussions, right? They don't, unless they can try to swing some more moderate blue dog Democrats to vote their way, enough of them, you know, because it is, you know, there's 160 Democrats in the House. I mean, 160 people in the House, I believe. The caucus and the Republican caucus uh, is, in the House, I think, is 
um, 29-ish, 20, just under 30. Just under 30, I think, total on uh, the, the caucus members in the House. Um, and the Senate minority is, again, three senators. That's easy to remember. Three senators. So they don't really have a say in... Wow. Interesting. So uh, we're getting a... Yeah, they're really okay. So, just an update from Adam Bass uh, in the uh, in the appointments and briefings because we've been talking a lot about Vogue School admissions here and how Carol Pimentel, who is the nominee for the Vogue School Board, was a proponent of the new admission standards. And frankly, it doesn't. The, the, they have to do it. <laughs> they have to do it. It's not like, oh, well, if she goes on, they're going to have the admission stage. If she doesn't, they have to do it anyway. She's obviously going to be an advocate for that. But um, Adam Bass is telling me that some of the counselors are really defensive about Vogue. Obviously, Counselor Carney was in here, and she was defensive about Vogue, too. And uh, Pimentel failed in a 5-4 to four vote. Failed in a 5-4 to four vote. So they're going to have to renominate somebody new. Um, I imagine whoever Mayor Mitchell no- renominates is going to be somebody who feels the same way Carol Pimentel does and feels the same way he does. So we'll see how this goes. But she failed five to four. So that's the outcome of that. That was one of the big appointments that Shane Burgo was talking about that he felt that Councilor Carney was holding up. Councilor Carney obviously said she didn't. She said she schedules those meetings uh, you know, a year in advance. But five to four uh, is the vote for that. So we'll hopefully get a call from Adam Bass sometime later so we can, he can talk more about that. But that's the vote for Carol Pimentel and the Vogue School Board. That's a big appointment. That is, you know, this Vogue School, Vogue obviously doesn't just, you know, have New Bedford students. It has Fairhaven and Dartmouth too. So every, every each each town, Fairhaven, New Bedford, and Dartmouth, each have uh, basically delegates to the board. They have delegates to the board. And those in the in the I believe in Fairhaven and Dartmouth are sent to the select board in New Bedford. It's obviously the city council that confirms the mayor's appointment. So we're going to hear more from Adam Bass uh, in a little bit. But so kind of in the same vein, there was a proposal for uh, free um, free community college in the Commonwealth. So. Healy, you know, obviously Healy has her uh, has her numbers um, that she wants, you know, uh, 25. She she that's what she proposed. But then I think when Spilka says, no, we can do this for everybody. They said they're having a meeting. They're going to they had that they had their closed door meeting. They ironed stuff out and they came out and they basically said, we're going to work on this. So I think they can. I guess we'll see how this 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 dynamic's going to work now, because a lot of people said, well, now Democrats are going to basically have a rubber stamp on policy is there a you know baker vetoed some legislation uh you know like and some of that legislation was overridden by the house and the senate the obviously democrats have a veto proof majority in order to combat that veto proof majority you have to uh you know republicans will have to pick off some more blue dog democrat uh democrats or democrats that even if they're not blue dog maybe are more maybe for one reason or another don't like the thing that's being proposed but We'll see how the dynamic works now with Healy there 
and maybe there is some disagreement now on a policy and a way to move forward. Does Healy get the same treatment as Baker did on some legislation? Famously, Baker vetoed the Work and Family Mobility Act, which is the uh, undocumented immigrant uh, driver's license bill. Uh, and the legislature overrid, uh, overrid that like a week later. I think it was June 8th was when they overrode that veto. That was then put a bit to a ballot referendum. That ballot referendum, uh, the ballot referendum to uh, keep it or to get rid of it, that ballot referendum failed. People voted yes to uphold the law. So that is law now. But I'm wondering now, since there there is some difference, there, there are some differences. And Healy has... Obviously, she's more to the left than Baker is, right? We're not, you know, I don't think we have any illusions about that. But she has presented herself in a very Baker-esque manner during the campaign. This, you know, her proposal for free college, I think, is more of a Baker-esque type of proposal. So... You know, are there enough senators? Are there enough House members if she's going to hold fast to that? I don't think she is. But if she's going to hold fast to her her idea that it's got to be measured in some way instead of sort of everybody gets to go to community college for free, is it going to be measured? By the way, there's community free community college. Massachusetts is, is in the minority in terms of state that, that states that offer some form of free community college. Um. 31 other states have it in some way. States like Tennessee have absolutely free community college, right? Tennessee's uh, <laughs> Tennessee is, a, is, is ahead of us on that. But, you know, Massachusetts, I think they're going to, at least during the, you know, the Healy Driscoll administration going to come to, I think, an agreement on that. It's just a matter of how comprehensive it's going to be. Um, New Mexico actually just signed um, – uh, the governor there, Luan Grisham, Democrat. New Mexico is a pretty reliably democratic uh, democratic state. They agreed to they they just signed a comprehensive uh, bill that makes public colleges free for every in-state resident there. There's obviously, I think, a lot of benefits to that. Um, the the free community college, I, you know. Most developed countries, right, certainly a lot of the European countries, have just free public education in general, even you know, post-secondary education, which means college, university, whatever, free post-secondary education in general. And, you know, we have, I think it's, what's the total right now? Um, the total student debt is... One point like seven trillion dollars, and that's about forty five million forty five million borrowers amounting to four point uh, one point seven trillion in uh, in total debt in total college debt. So to ameliorate that, I think one you you know you can have people go to community college with no cost. To one, get an associate's degree, which there's a lot of good jobs that only require associate's degrees, like nursing school. Um, my mother went to 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 uh, to, to BCC um, for nursing and got a two year degree and did really well. Uh, you know, entered that field in a very meaningful and effective way and made a great career out of it. So there are 
there are still jobs out there that do you know that will allow you to enter into with a with a, a two year degree. Some most of them do require four year degrees. So at least if you're able to do one of two things, right? You can lessen the amount of debt you have by going to community college first and getting two years free. And then maybe you have to take out a loan for the next two years, depending on where you go. Or, and there's obviously there's some partnerships with BCC and public, you or uh, public community colleges and public universities that, um, you know, you can, some of your credit, you know, your, you, you can um, earn, start earning four year degree credits and all of that. But you can also, if maybe you weren't as academically applied in high school, I wasn't as academically applied in high school as I was in college, I ended up making the, the, um, the, the dean's list and all of that in, in college, but I wasn't as, I don't know, good of a student for one reason or another. Uh, you can have the opportunity to earn yourself an academic scholarship if you're able to you know, excel academically. Not everybody has that type of capability in terms of everybody's talents are a little different, right? Some people are good in the classroom setting. Some people are better in other settings, right? But some people, at least if they can get through a classroom setting uh, competently, right? And um, get a passing grade and earn an associate's or earn the credits, then that's good. I think it's a good thing. It's a net positive you know, not just for those students, but just economically in general, you know, fewer students taking on debt or taking on few, um, much less debt, which makes obviously, which obviously increases consumer confidence, allows people to purchase properties, you know, allows people to, you know, more freely enter the job market, more freely enter the job market. And, um, you know, get the careers that they want to get. So it's a net, be- it's a net benefit. I, I, I think it's difficult to come up with a reason why they shouldn't move forward with this. And I think it's difficult to, you know, be more inclined to governor Healy's initial plan than Senate president Spilka's more comprehensive, I think plan. Um, but we'll see how that shakes out. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program. I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Again, we're 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 tracking the um we're tracking the city council meeting, obviously the um the appointments and briefings meeting that Burgo and Prayer had walked out of last week. That one's resuming now. One of the dis, one of the votes that was being one of the appointments that was being taken up was the appointment to the Voctec School Board. Carol Pimentel was the nominee to the Voctec School Board. She fa- uh, her nomination failed. Um, I've heard uh, Adam say five to four. Uh, I had a counselor tell me it was six to four. Either way, the nomination failed. Four votes in favor. Uh, the rest uh, against in the council meeting. So it looks like there's an there's there's if it's six to four, then there's a full the full council was um, was present. What under what underpins that is the Voctec admissions discussion. Uh, of you know that there's a there were uh, regulations that came down from the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education that all Voc schools across the the the, the state. So you know Bristol, Plymouth, New Greater New Bedford, Voc, Old Colony, Upper Cape, etc. They have to um, comply with uh, Diamond 
of course, they have to comply with uh, these new admission standards. There's some discussion about whether or not Vogue has complied with these admission standards. And so, um, you know, Counselor Carney and I had a discussion on that yesterday. She feels very strongly about the Vogue Tech the Vogue Tech, you know, admissions, um, and she said, you know, she doesn't want it to change. Uh, she has a strong connection to Vogue. Obviously, she said that yesterday her kids went to Vogue. Uh, her, you know, she was she's been involved, you know, in the advisory board and all of that for a long time. So um, we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, Mayor Mitchell's going to have to reappoint, uh, renominate somebody. I don't know if it's, you know, it's probably going to be a person who has very similar. A very similar perspective to him and Miss Pimentel, whose vote failed today. But Adam Bass is is tracking that meeting. He's there in the council chambers live, uh, and he's going to uh, call in probably sometime later in the program to give us an an update on that uh, to see where that uh, has gone. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can join me this evening on the uh, on the discussion. Uh, I was talking about the uh, the. Um, the so I'm trying to do two things at once, and I know it's not great radio, but that's you know I just got to do what I got to do, right? So I'm just trying to trying to upload this podcast for you guys so you can listen as soon as possible. So I just uploaded the first hour of the podcast. Hopefully that'll be up soon. And if you missed any of it, uh, it was a good discussion with the audience and just in general about Healy Healy's visit to UMass Dartmouth. You can check that out. Uh, on WBSM.com, the WBSM app, uh, our, our, um, anywhere podcasts are operated, Apple, Spotify, etc. I typically use Apple. It's easy. I have an iPhone. A lot of people have an iPhone. Some don't, so they use Spotify. You can use, uh, I think, Amazon, uh, Listen Notes. I think we're on Podbean, too. I think we're on Podbean. I know I had some stuff on Podbean. But anyway, your 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 options, the sky's the limit in terms of your options to enjoy any of our content here at WBSM. Not just my show, obviously, but the Tim Weisberg show, uh, the Barry Richard show, the Ken Pittman show, the Brian, uh, Brian's Beat, the Phil Paleologa show, Jess Machado's show, the um, Town Square Sunday with Jim Phillips, and Kate Robinson and Phil Devitt's news segments. So that's all available to you on demand my favorite features here is that everything is able to be re-listened and you know we can tell that there's a lot of interest in that so we're 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 glad we're glad that people you know want to if they're not able to listen live able to you know really listen in on the conversations that we're having uh with you the audience and a lot of our community and elected leaders as well and um you know about how we can make things better so to that end, uh, I was talking about the um, the ongoing discussion. I guess it will be an ongoing discussion between the new Healy Driscoll administration and the state legislature uh, on free co- uh, on uh, free com- free community college for in state residents. There's been, I think, a oh, so another update. This is coming from a city councilor. Uh, uh, this is coming from a city councilor who's in council chambers now uh, for these appointments. Uh, so Ricard Resendiz, uh, who was an appointment to the licensing board, right? That was one of the other nominations Shane Burgo had said might may be jammed up. Um, this is to, this was to replace uh, longtime 
uh, Licensing Board Chair Steve Beauregard, who's also the head of the Housing Authority in New Bedford. That vote passed unanimously. So it looks like Ricard Resendiz is going to be sitting on the licensing board, Steve Beauregard's uh, tenure, uh, more than, I think, two-decade tenure. Um, uh, it's a funny uh, app notification on um, if you have the app, if you have the WBSM app uh, on the uh, Fairhaven Bridge Reviews, which it's a pretty funny article if you want to read it. But um, Ricard Resendiz was, a, I believe, a longtime captain of the New Bedford Police Department who was up for the licensing board nomination, was picked by Mayor Mitchell earlier this year, uh, I believe sometime in the summer, sometime in the summer, he nominated that that position was nominated again. That was to replace longtime licensing board member Steve Beauregard had been there, I believe, for two decades. So uh, that passed unanimously. Uh, that was an update from a city councilor who's in the council chambers now. That meeting, st- you know, that meeting's still going on. We're tracking it. We got Adam Bass there. I'm talking to some councilors in the meeting, and we'll be giving you live updates on that as it goes forward. But Ricard Resendi's on the board. Steve Beauregard uh, has ended his uh, 20-year dutiful service to the licensing board. And we obviously thank him for his uh, public service there. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join me this evening. Hopefully Adam Bass can call in when that meeting is, is, um, is finished. Sorry, you probably heard me seriously tapping away at my keys. I'm just texting people. Um, just texting people. It's kind of exciting. Uh, and Adam Bass is getting a call from Mayor Mitchell in a minute. So there's a lot happening there in the city council right now. Uh, Adam Bass is going to talk to Mayor Mitchell soon. Um, and um, we're again, we're talking to a counselor in the chambers to get updates too. So, um, so we were talking, I was just talking about the, I'm still going to talk about this as I keep getting updates, but, uh, there's still some appointments left on the board. I haven't heard there's a board of health vote to uh, replace a longtime board of health member, um, who I believe was termed out due to their, uh, residency, no longer being in the city of New Bedford. If you'll remember last year, the, uh, if you'll remember last year, the, um, or a year, two years ago, it all blends together. Right after the pandemic, time has become just one indistinguishable mass. <laughs> but uh, a while back, the city council had approved a new uh, ordinance to reduce the pay of, uh, to try to incentivize people to move into the city by offering more, uh, basically uh, more pay to in-city workers and reducing the pay of people who are coming in. Oh, uh, here we go. Board of Health, Pam Cavanaugh, who is uh, nominated to the Board of Health. Um, Pam Cavanaugh, who was nominated to replace Patricia Andrade, a longtime member of the Board of Health. Pam Cavanaugh was unanimously uh, sent to the to the Board of Health. 
So those are some major appointments. Uh, there's going to be some these these boards and commissions are really important, especially in New Bedford here in Fairhaven, and I know in Dartmouth too. I, I believe in a lot of towns, like the smaller towns, a lot of these positions are elected, so people get to you know basically directly nominate um, and select those members. But in New Bedford, you got all those boards: the Park Board, the Board of Health. The Voctech School Board, which affects everybody um, in the region. And I think we might be getting a call from Mr. Bass now. Hello. Uh, this is Adam Bass. Hey, Adam. So I've been getting some updates from a counselor in the chambers. We saw some some uh, some other, uh, some other uh, Ricard Resendiz was unanimously approved Pam, uh, for the licensing board. Pam Cavanaugh was unanimously approved for the Board of Health. Um to replace uh, Patricia Andrade. So, but the, the, the nomination of Carol Pimentel stalled. I understand that you may have just had a conversation with mayor Mitchell too. What's going on? Well, we're just going to hear from, we're probably going to hear from him very soon, but here's the reality. I talked to some, to some, uh, councilmen just a couple, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, two of them counts, uh, counselor, uh, counselor Carney and counselor, uh, Ian at, at Hebrew. Thank you. Um, both said that one of the reasons that they did not vote for for uh, Pimentel is because of the fact that she is serving on multiple boards. Now, it's also important to note that she has mentioned that the problem is for both of them also is that they want to see more young people from Votech go to these positions. So okay. they're, they're calling on the process to be uh, updated, specifically in outreach, and more specifically for younger people. Okay, that's interesting. Did they mention anybody specifically? No, they didn't. I did press uh, uh, Ian about the, or Council, uh, Council Abreu about this, and unfortunately, I didn't get a clear answer. But what I do know is that he was looking for someone who is very or who is someone who is very qualified, but also, again, much younger and not serving on multiple boards. Did the conversation on the admission standards, uh, the new admission standards from Desi, did that come up at all? In this conversation, yes, it did. okay. Yes, it did. Uh, for many of them, and uh, for many counselors, such as uh, Councilor Ryan uh, Pereira, Councilor uh, uh, Councilor Morad, and Councilor and Councilor uh, Carney, they all said that the admission standards were fine as is, and that the lottery system would not work. Yeah. That Councilor Morad even suggested one thing that they could do was build another vocational school to bring more students in. Okay, that's on its face ridiculous, but um, I mean they could expand the. Uh, they can't build a brand new school. They can ex- probably expand on the on the enrollment uh, of the schools. But anyway, so she wants. So she's proposing building a brand new school. They don't want to change the admission standards, even though Desi says you have to. Uh, and so was, they didn't cite that as one of the reasons. They just said it was because she sits on multiple boards and she's. Too old. Uh, I've I've asked them about that, and they said that's not particularly the reason. Uh, Councilor Connie also mentioned that she was a little distressed that she did not know about that. Uh, Councilor Pimentel did not understand the admissions process, even though Pimentel said that she did. There was a bit of a back and forth between the two regarding the excuse me regarding the admissions process. So it, it was a very heated discussion between those two in particular. That's interesting. Um, so, uh, so ultimately, do you? So, obviously, Councilor Carney voted against it. Uh, Abreu, we're assuming Morad. 
Um, I know Burgo and Berg, did Burgo did Pereira vote against her too? Do you know? Yes, Pereira actually is one of the counselors who who walked out along with Burgo yeah. during the December thirteenth meeting. But mm-hmm. believe it or not, they have different different beliefs about the water, about the system, the emissions system. Pereira says it's fine, while Burgo says it's not, and that it needs to be fixed. So it was interesting to see those two counselors with different diverging views be the same counselors that both walked out of the same meeting. Yeah, that is very interesting that they, because uh, they walked out, I think, maybe it was over the licensing board appointment, but uh, that that's, it's interesting that he felt that she deserved a full hearing anyway, even though he was likely, you know, I think, my 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 whole thing is it seems probably like I don't know if you you know I I don't know if you can get based on the line of questioning but it seems like they probably had their minds made up when they walked into that meeting. So was there any other um, discussion on uh, Carol Pimentel that you haven't told us about? And is there any other like really arguments or discussions on any of the, the other appointments on the board? Nothing nothing too big for that regard. Uh, all of them went. Uh, unopposed in terms of votes, or excuse me, unanimous in terms of votes. There was a back and forth between uh, Pimento and Council and Ward One Councilor uh, Brad Markey, who said he was very impressed with her resume and cited that as the reason. In fact, Markey no- said, in regards to the emission standards, he knew that Pimento herself could not change the standards, and that, and I quote, "She's only one vote. It's just like Council. It's only one vote." Did Marky vote against her? Marky voted in favor for her. He voted in favor. Okay, so Bur- who voted in favor for her? Burgo? In favor, uh, we have Councillor Gomes, Councillor Pima, Councillor Burgo, and Councillor Marky. Okay, so Scott, the rest did not. So Scott Lima, Ward 5, Brian Gomes at large, Burgo at large, and Brad, uh, Brad Markey. Ward 1. Ward 1 uh, all voted in favor of her. The rest, uh, which would be Morad, Abreu, Pereira, Carney, Giesta, um, am I missing somebody? Derek Baptiste voted. Uh, oh vo- no, uh, Baptiste was actually absent at the meeting tonight. Oh, so okay, so he wasn't there. Okay, so it was five to four total. Uh, the five. That's to- correct. <sighs> okay, uh, Derek's been absent quite a bit lately. I know Barry covered that uh, in the in a recent article, but um, okay, is there any, so was there any other? Um, uh, like I said, the, no other. Everybody else was pretty much unanimous. That was the only one that had any real controversy. That is the one that only had real controversy as of late. There was a lot of heaping praise for the port authorities, uh, which is again a big part of New, New Bedford's culture. Of course, uh, I remember one of them. Uh, oh, I'm getting into the call, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, take that call and give us a call back if you can. All right, I will. All right, thanks, Adam. That's our new contributor, Adam Bass, reporting live from the city council chambers, giving us updates on everything that's happening there. Um, one of the one of the one of the features that I was most excited about about getting this night show was was getting those updates. But five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I see your calls on the line. Let, let me take this quick break and I'll get to your calls. This is the Marcus. Oh, this isn't the Marcus Ferro show. The Marcus Ferro show is gone. This is South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Ferro. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Did you know you can get... Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Welcome back. We got some calls online. Let's get to them. Good evening. Marcus. Hey, what's up? Gilly Sapio. Hey, Gilly, what's up? You know, I was at the meeting tonight. Yep. And um, I don't know. You know, let me bring up something, and 
a couple of times when I called in your radio station, um, you know, you and Chris made a comment about that Steve Borregal is the most powerful person in the city of Bedford. He's got more power than the mayor. Well, I guess the mayor has more power because he, he just got beat. Okay. Okay. But, but my main concern is Carol. Carol. Yeah. Okay. She was attacked by the city council like crazy. Yeah. Right. In the first place, you know, I say what I say. You know, my mom sometimes speaks, but you know, I always can back it up. Naomi from the chair attacked her. Okay. She's gonna. She can't stand Carol. Okay. Yeah. She attacked her. She attacked her. She attacked her. And they, that was the only time that they asked for road call. Everybody else was voice uh, uh, vote. Vo- voice vote, yeah. Because it was unanimous. Yeah. That one was clearly wasn't going to be unanimous, right? Well, yeah, because uh, and yeah. even uh, Carol didn't deserve what she got. Yeah. Okay, she, Naomi actually questioned three things. What's the three things? Because she couldn't, you know... Naomi should be ashamed of herself because yesterday when I when you guys had her on a, on a program, yeah, okay, she didn't answer nobody's questions. It was all bullshit. Excuse my oh, word. I can't. Yeah, you got can't swear. Sorry. Good evening. Hey, how's it going? Um, is, is Adam Bass going to be uh, doing this uh, from now on? I'm I'm hoping so. Uh, yeah, that 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 was good. I like that. Good, and, good. And, I'm and, glad. He, he, yeah, he does a really good job. That was professional. I mean, that, I hope that continues. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, yeah, I was there at the meeting as well. And I sense, like, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't know how every single counselor uh, feels, but I sensed a little bit of a personal uh, uh, thing when it came to uh, Naomi and uh, Mrs. Pimentel. Okay. And I actually happened, uh, you know, I was eating at Willow Tree the other day, and her and Cabral and, you know, his wife and his daughter all sat down. They were eating right beside which I, I like to see when I see politicians. And, man, what a sweet, uh, kind uh, a lady. And she had a conversation with me. She didn't know who I was. Right. And, uh, you know, so polite. And what I heard there, uh, it, 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 you know, she has passion for what she believes in. And, and she really wanted to, uh, you know, give uh, people that you know, tend to not have an opportunity, an opportunity uh, for an education yeah. uh, to maybe turn their their lives around and everything. And, you know, they could have did this vote a long time ago. And, and, and uh, you know, obviously it was held up because it was personal. In my opinion, this is all my opinion. Of course. Um, and, and, and you could tell by the meeting. And it's unfortunate because I don't always agree with Maki, but he was right today. She's only one vote. And uh, clearly a very uh, a nice person that, that, you know, she had uh, family there. She had people of support from the yeah. community. Uh, it's, so, it's, it sucks I, to go I, down like that uh, if you got family there and stuff. And Yeah, so for yeah. that to happen, uh, yeah. you know, and I know passion comes out sometimes. But like like Gilly said, she did it from the uh, the chair, which normally... You know, I don't think that's very professional. You should, you know, give up the chair, let someone else sit there, sit down at your normal desk, yeah, and do it from there, just out of respect. So, you know, I just, why wasn't this done? You know, they clearly knew they didn't have the votes. Why wasn't this done, I don't know, six months, a year ago, whatever it is? Yeah. You know, it makes absolutely no sense. The mayor could have prepared and maybe find someone else 
but, you know, I just hope this turns around. I hope that this is something of the past and we can, you know, move forward and, 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 and start, uh, you know, voting on things on their merits, not by whether you dislike someone or not, you know. But anyway, I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. And Adam Bassley, that, that was good, man. I really enjoyed that. Me, me too. Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you. I, I got to take this break. I'll be right back. The new Madam Bass, right from the council chambers uh, for those votes, um, for the Vote Tech School Committee, for Licensing Board, for Board of Health. I've been talking to the city councilors who, who have been uh, giving me some updates as well. So we're going to carry that momentum into the into the last hour. I believe Adam's on the phone. He might be on the phone with Mayor Mitchell, and then Adam's going to give us a call back. And you can give us a call if you want to at 508-996-0500. Obviously, Gilly and, and Carlos called in. They were at the meetings, too, and they... They had similar reactions, um, so we will we will um, continue to track that here, and uh, yeah, we'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can join me this evening here on South Coast Tonight, so looking forward uh, to, to finishing the final. That was a great segment. I really, really enjoyed that. I hope you did, too. We're going to... Again, we're going to carry that momentum into the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to take your calls. We're going to talk about, you know, what happened, react to what happened, and uh, see, you know, maybe uh, talk about how, you know, Mayor Mitchell may move forward, how the council may move forward uh, in light of that school board vote. Again, that was very important. The Vogue Tech School Board not just, you know, uh, affects everybody. And someone ring the doorbell. All right, stay tuned. I will be taking your calls and taking your app chat messages here on WBSM. Stay tuned. We will uh, we will be here. So, all right, see ya.